0: This episode of The Faithful Agent brought to you by our sponsors, Rachel Inman with The Mortgage Mamas and our sponsors at patreon.com. Christians in real estate, let's dive right in and learn how to grow our business and grow our faith.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Faithful Agent Podcast. We are excited that you have joined us just Tyler and I here today which you may be excited about, you may be disappointed, but it's just us and we're excited. Yeah, maybe. We're excited to share a little bit today about Romans 5, 3 3 to 5 is going to be our topic today as we talk about the challenges of today's market. And it's a difficult place for a lot of people, right? So we just want to dive into that from a biblical perspective and how as agents we can be thinking about it in the proper way. But as always, before we get started, Tyler,
0: give me a good joke, buddy. What you got? All right. That's command. So let's see what I can do. Yes. I think I might have already shared this one before, but it's one of my favorites. And I just think about, Yeah, well, we're on a real estate podcast talking to believers. So if Daniel was looking for a house, what would be his number one preference in the house? I'd really like a house with no den. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, it's yeah, good. That, but it's still I funny. know I like it's so that fun a lot. It's yeah. great. It's yeah. very the most relatable joke that we've ever had on the podcast. If I do say so myself, it is
1: pretty relatable. That, that's yeah. true. That's pretty relatable for real. No. That's probably the only Christian joke that's relatable to real estate.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> why
1: is David considered the best babysitter in the Bible? He rocked Goliath to sleep. <laughs> Nice. that's I funny
0: think you said that that's one good. before too but i like i probably it. have great. maybe i <laughs> <Yeah>. have <laughs> who knows audience
1: yeah, if you have good christian jokes will you please send them to us because hard to find good ones but Man, well, let's dive into this here, buddy. Uh, Again, the heart behind this is even for me, for my own team, the numbers are down, right? The market is tough. We've got people that are like, oh, I'm excited to buy. And then they talk to their lender and it's, wait a minute, how much more expensive is it now, right? Right. Why would I trade my 2% rate for a 7% rate? Like, I don't want to do that. And so it's a tough season. It's a tough season for a lot of agents. And so we want to just get into what does scripture say about that? So Romans 5, very famous passage, right? But Romans 5 verses 3 to 5. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Amen mm. to that. Mm. What do you think, Amen. G?
0: Yeah, well, I want to press into exactly the comment that you made. I mean, we talk so much about loving on people, serving them, practically speaking, when they're going through this big decision. And that is obviously something, that wow factor, the shock factor. It's not a new narrative, the whole interest rate story, the volatility of the market, the volatility of the lending market, and just so much unpredictability. But it doesn't change the fact that Most of the people that we're working with have a need that needs to be met, have something that needs to be cared for and nurtured, whether it be their family or a financial situation or or whatever it might be. So it comes back to really understanding and knowing people, which is obviously what we talk about all the time, pressing in, digging deep caring for people, not pressuring people to make decisions, but knowing them well enough to be able to shepherd them and to make the right decision. We get so hamstrung sometimes with all of the talking heads and so many distractions. And that's where I think it comes back to what discernment looks like is using the genuine motivations and the input of what scripture would call us into in terms of families leading their families, making sound decisions, not emotion-based things, not greed-based things, not outside of the realm of what's practical. And so I want to ask you a question in terms of when you're going through that process with people, finances are obviously probably more than half of the, the decision going into purchasing a home. So let's do, jump straight to the practical piece of how do you shepherd a family through that shock factor of what the lending rate environment looks like, through the shock factor of it may cost the same or even more to have less house in a different space and it might be more competitive, like all of the just those question marks and red flags that pop up that you have to work through. How do you navigate shepherding them without feeling like you're pressuring them? Like, what does it look like to genuinely hold their hand through each of those big kind of roadblocks that come in the process?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, if they're believers, I'm like, look, suffering is going to produce hope, bro. So let's just do this. That's right. That doesn't doesn't work. (laughs) No, I mean, (laughs) the question is right. It depends, right? It depends on their motivation. For a lot of people, if it is about the interest rate and they own a home and they bought it at a 2% or refinance at 2%, a lot of what we're talking about is, okay, is it the rate? Right. Is the rate what's most important to you? Because at the end of the day, you're not paying the rate. You're paying the monthly mortgage. And obviously Mm -hmm. the rate impacts that. But like what mortgage payment makes sense for you? Right. And if they say, well, I want this kind of house and it's going to be four hundred thousand dollars and the mortgage payment is going to be two thousand dollars, whatever payments can be two thousand dollars it's a little bit too much okay well, let's talk about how much equity you have in your current home. Could we use that equity right? The market's giving you that equity. Mm-hmm. Can we use that equity to pay down your rate so that you are at an 1800 hundred dollar month payment or whatever it is right mm-hmm. so it, it depends on what their motivation is. A lot of people it's the conversation of, well, hey, if you keep your house now and you rent it out, you could make eight hundred bucks a month right, and the difference of your payment now and your payment. On this new, better house that you want is 800 bucks. Guess what? It's a wash. Just depends. But like, that's if they're in a rational state. And a lot of times they're just in this emotional state, stuck in, but I just really want this interest rate. I just really. So honestly, I think it's just asking a lot of questions. Why Mm -hmm. is that important to you? Right? Is that the piece that matters? And I've even had conversations not in this kind of market with a buyer. I remember a buyer, we're sitting in a house, a $450,000 house, their first home ever. We're sitting in this house. And I could tell they were they loved it, but they were struggling. And I said, hey, what, what's going on? You guys seem like you're hesitant and wanting to pull the trigger. And we dove into, we talked about X, Y, and Z. And they just said, ultimately came down to, they just felt uncomfortable about buying a house that costs more than their parents' house, right? Mm-hmm. And so, okay, all right, let's talk about that. And ultimately, it came down to, we just had the conversation, well, hey, you're not buying this, this house, right? We've already, you're not buying this house, you're buying this payment. And what is your parents' payment? Oh, it's this. What is your payment going to be this? You're paying less. Mm-hmm. Like, so it just depends. I think that we've so many consumers have, been, have believed and bought into, like you were talking about, believed and bought into all this negative conversation, all the talk. And it's really just being someone who is willing to ask questions and listen, mm-hmm. help them process through, right? What is it? I don't believe it is our job by any means to go and try to manipulate or pressure someone. But I do very much believe it is our job to help them create clarity by asking good questions because most people, if we're honest, don't know how to process through important decisions. And so Mm -hmm. we got to work with them through that, right? But what do you think? And it's just a difficult, and just know not as many people are going to move, right? There's still reasons to move, lots of reasons, but not as many people are going to do it because they're going to get scared away from that. And that is what it is. That's where for us, trusting in the Lord and whatever the season's going to hold.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: Do you want to generate more leads, create more leverage, and have more life? Do you want to build business the way the Lord called you to by serving and loving people? Well, we want to help. I've sold over 500 homes in just eight years, all by relationship. And I show you how in my eight-part e-course on the foundations of lead generation. Just go to faithfulagent.com, click get the e-course to learn more. And just for being a faithful listener, use promo code podcast for $100 off. Now, back to the show.
0: Good. I think that's I think that's right. And there's so much uncertainty. And I mean, look at what I think back to the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, when everybody thought the, the bottom was going to fall out of everything. And it did the exact opposite. So I don't yep. say that to steer in any direction or project any macroeconomic influences that are pending because there it's a different time now than it was. Three years ago, and it's going to be a different time in three years from now. And honestly, as much as I pretend to understand some trends, I have no idea what's going to happen and how all those things are going to come together. And I think in truth, nobody really does. I mean, we can make educated guesses and that's what we're called to. I mean, that's what discernment looks like in a practical sense. But ultimately, it's about meeting the needs of your family. I think about the home buyers themselves and what they're looking to accomplish in that. Now, if it's an investment purchase, the conversation looks a lot different, right? I mean, it's a totally different time. You do need to consider more of the macroeconomic factors. As agents and as shepherds, we should be considering those things for our clients and for the people that we are working for because ultimately, it's about what is in their best interests. And we're hired because those people don't exactly know what to do in these instances. So they trust us. And what I would say is I think that a lot of times it's okay to be, we fail or as agents can fail to say, hey, I'm not sure what's going to happen. And really just say that line that I just said, that here's what history predicts. Here's what's going on in the world today. This is what the last year has done. And this is what we think might happen over the next year. Let's take that into consideration certainly because we want to be good stewards with all of the provision that we've been given, but ultimately we have to make a decision about what's best for your family. You're in a situation that, you know, well, maybe you're renting and, you know, you're finally, it's finally ready for you to be a homeowner. It might not feel like the best time in the world to own a home, but let me tell you, if you're paying 7% interest on some equity is a heck of a lot better than paying 100% interest on a rental payment. So there's always pragmatism that comes into the conversation. This isn't earth shattering things, but what I think it boils back to is just having a shepherd's heart and really trying to understand what the motivation is for the people that are in front of us and walking through that with them. And so we're talking about failure to get back to scripture in, in Romans five and what it looks like to be facing headwinds in the market from a from an agency standpoint, from a business growth standpoint. And I, I'd love to ask you again like talk a little bit about what it looks like to lead a team amidst all of this when you have maybe agents that haven't been through a down cycle that haven't been through this position where the market's the number of transactions isn't as high as it has been for the last 24 months and maybe agents are experiencing for the first time a lack of pipeline and they don't know where the next lead's going to come from and they're not converting at the same clip that they used to be so how as agents Do we talk to our team members and shepherd them well through a volatile market like this?
1: Yeah. And I I mean, all of those, I think quite honestly, it's the same way you would talk to a client. I'm meeting with a client tomorrow and his conversation was he bought in 2019. He's thinking he's getting PCS, he's military, so he's moving. And he was thinking about renting it, but he wants my opinion on selling it, right? And obviously selling it is how we make money. Renting it is not Mm -hmm. financially beneficial to us. But we had a great conversation on the phone and we're going to meet. And I just said, these are my opinions, right? This is what I think. I just want to give you more information to help you process through the decision, right? You got to think about capital gains. You got to do all these other pieces. Mm -hmm. But what I told him was, because one of his hangups, and this applies to the team, what I told him was one of his hangups was he has a friend who does property management now, but she's probably going to move in two years or so. And he said, man, in two years, what if she moves? And then I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't know who the property manager is going to be. And I'm going to be in California and the house in Virginia, all this stuff. And as I told him something that I often say, which is you know, all those things, like I get all of that, man, but we need to try to make a decision off of what we know, not off of what we don't know. Right? right. And that helped him a lot. All right. What do we, so then I just said, all right, what do we know? Right. We know that if you sold your house, you could make this. We know if you rented your house, you could make this. We know that if you rented your house, you'd have this property manager right now. We know X, Y, and Z. Let's try to make a decision off of that, right? Mm -hmm. Before we just go into all of these what ifs. And same thing in your own mind, right? A lot of agents, my business is down. Absolutely right? A lot of agents are going through this process. Again, Romans five, going through this stage of suffering and producing endurance, endurance, character, character, hope, because it's forcing us to trust and rely on the Lord, which is difficult, right? Mm -hmm. Because the market was so good. We didn't have to. Things Mm -hmm. were just great. And then the Lord's kindness, we were making a lot of money. We were selling a lot of homes and now it's trusting in the Lord. And so what I've been telling myself and my own team is keep trusting, right? What do we know? What I know is the Lord has promised that he will provide and take care of us. I know that, right? I know that the Lord has called me to love people well. I know that. So I'm going to keep doing that through my business too, right? I know that I'm not going to get distracted by all of these other things, right? I'm just going to keep doing it well and become Jen Hubble. We had on the show. This is the time to be really skilled, to just have more knowledge, to be able to serve people well. Like, I'm just going to keep doing that. And guess what? Even though it felt like we had direct control over the outcome of our business the past few years with getting all these deals and everything going on, we never did. We Mm -hmm. never will. And so what do we know? It's those things. And that's what is required of us to remain faithful. So Mm -hmm. let's just keep remaining faithful because the Lord will be faithful to us. That's really the conversation I'm having with myself. And my Mm -hmm. team, it's not going to be crazy like it was, maybe not, probably not, Mm -hmm. but we got to trust the Lord, man. This Mm -hmm. is the season of, and what does suffering even mean? And I want to kick back to you, but what does suffering even mean for us? Okay. I don't make as much money as I did, but we still get to go on vacation. We still have food. We still have all these things, Mm -hmm. right? And so in the Lord's kindness, our low is not that low and it is the Lord's mercy to bring us to a season where he says This will produce endurance, character, and character will produce hope. And hope doesn't put us to shame because God's Mm -hmm. love has been poured into us, into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. That's what we know. Yep. Let's focus on that.
0: Yep. All about perspective. Really good perspective. I think that all gets lost in things. It's we're comparative based individuals. We're looking at where we are now versus compared to 12 months ago and thinks that think that everything is coming to an end. Well, 12 months ago, was just insanity and it was the absolute best. So how does a little bit worse than insanity feel like the rock bottom? Well, because it's different. There are more challenges and you're facing, you're having to make decisions and do things the right way. What I think that just one point to to bring up in that is to make sure that you are, we talk all the time about community. That's what we're all about. That's mean we're called as believers to be in community with other believers to hold ourselves accountable. And so, If you are making decisions right now in terms of your business and how you're leading clients in a silo and aren't having an accountability partner to check in and make sure that you're still shepherding and you doing things the right way out instead of maybe changing your decision making or changing your guidance and leadership because the bottom line is shifting in an undesirable direction then i think you're not i think you're doing your client a disservice i think you're doing your yourself a disservice you're get, you're exposing yourself to trap doors and blind spots to backslide into our sin nature i mean to pretend like any of us have this thing totally under control that we're not greedy that we're not prideful that we're not that money isn't the most commonly spoken about idol in scripture to draw us away from the lord like to pretend like any of those things aren't true is negligent, um, one as an agent, but more importantly, as a believer. And so times like this, when we're making decisions on how to shepherd and how to lead clients and how to help them make the decision that's best for them, not the decision that's best for our business, we should be letting more and more people in intentionally, being very intentional about who those people are, but we should be being held even more accountable than we were a year ago, even more accountable than we were 30 days ago. We should be growing in those relationships. We should be tightening our inner circle and revealing ourselves even more, growing more vulnerable. And ultimately that will allow us to be laid bare even more simply before the Lord. The more people that we allow into the accountability, or the deeper that we go vulnerability-wise with our inner circle, And the deeper that we go, vulnerability-wise, when we lay things at the cross and say, Lord, your will be done, and I trust that you will provide wholeheartedly, and your actions start lining up with that as opposed to just saying things. Again, walking the walk as opposed to just talking to the talk. That's where we should be pressing in right now. It's what we're talking about in Romans 5, yielding and producing that endurance and hope that failures and challenges are the root cause of. So... In a way, there's a lot to be grateful for. There's a lot to be optimistic for. There's a lot to be sanctified in here. And we should just make sure that we fight for that perspective. That's good.
1: Yeah, I think that's really good, man. I mean, at the end of the day, again, trusting in what the Lord is doing. And none of us, we would all like to avoid the suffering <laughs> to get to the hope. Yep. But that's not, what it, that's not how it works, right? That's I, right. And so, yeah, absolutely, man. All again, good stuff. I Take us. Is- Yeah, as I take us out, let me say a huge thanks to our awesome sponsor, Rachel Inman with The Mortgage Mamas. You can check out her info, connect with her below in the show notes. And to our Patreon sponsors, which is you guys, our audience, who are $10, $20 a month, just encouraging what we're doing. You can become a Patreon sponsor below. We would appreciate all of you. Man, Romans 5, 3 through 5, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Amen. Faithful agents, we love you. We'll see you next week. Hey, Faithful Agents, as always, thank you so much for joining us again. We hope you will continue to help us build the Faithful Agent community by sharing this episode with your friends, tagging the Faithful Agent group on Facebook, and by actually downloading this episode to help us beat the algorithms and get the good word out to other faithful real estate believers. Go to faithfulagent.com and click join our Facebook community to
0: join us, and we will see you next week.